Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Media Clip, Photo Finale, and Advertech Printing. Hello again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. I'm your host, Gary Peugeot, and today we're joined by Heather Zeitzwolf, who is a CPA, profitability coach, and the host of the Get the Balance Right podcast. Hi, Heather. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited. And by the way, I love the name of your show. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's, it, it, is, uh, it does get attention. <laughs> so Heather's here to, to share with us uh, common ways that you can avoid business mistakes that will affect your bottom line. So Heather, you've been a CPA for quite some time. What are some of the things you've encountered as a business coach? There are certain ones that come up over and over again. And no matter what the industry, although I work mainly with creative entrepreneurs, I see this these mistakes, these common mistakes over and over again. So the first one I'd like to address is not having an emergency fund. This is something mm-hmm. that because of COVID, people have really felt the the ramifications not having an emergency fund. Sure. But business owners should have at least preferably three to six months worth of expenses and their income set aside in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely the biggest one to start with is having an emergency fund. And not only just have not not only having it in your business, but also have it for your personal life as well. So making sure that mm-hmm. you have enough money set aside to pay your mortgage or whatever monthly bills that you have. Is that feasible for, you know, a typical, let's say one store retailer who may be struggling a bit with cash flow and things like that? I mean, or is it, or are you saying having access to just a line of credit? Is that sufficient? Or are you actually talking about having cash on hand? Cash on hand. A line of credit, that's always a good thing to have is a line of credit because it's great for emergencies. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to get yourself in a lot of trouble using that. You know, uh, debt debt can sometimes be okay, but uh, that's a different conversation. But some of these other things will help you be able Mm -hmm. to put that money aside. So we can go go into some of these other issues that Mm -hmm. I see happening Mm -hmm. that hold people back from having the means to set aside this emergency funds. So so where would they put that emergency fund? Is it just like in a checking account or where was the best place to put that? So I would say it would depend on the way the person is with their bank account. So if they see money in their bank account and they think, oh, I've got money in there, I can spend this, then probably (laughs) it's a best idea to put that in a separate business account or a separate personal account, take the money out if they're able to draw money out of the business. But I like to keep money in the business. So I would keep it in a business business checking account or savings account. Keep it separate if you have to. And Mm -hmm. that kind of brings me to the next one, which is do not commingle your business and your personal credit cards and bank accounts. So many times I see business owners where they have a business account, the business debit card, and then they end up using it for personal things. That stuff ends up in your books. It, It just makes things kind of messy having it being commingled and then it makes it so that you have to put it to draw and maybe at, if you're not looking at your books close enough and which is another one we'll get to then you think oh wait a minute 
I've got all these expenses, but they're not really your expenses. They're your personal things and you have to get them out. It's just best just to not commingle. So if you can use your business credit card or your business debit card for business and your personal stuff with your personal cards, just keep them separate. Why do you think there's that temptation to, to commingle those funds? I think a lot of times it's just they were like they grab a credit card and put it on the wrong thing or maybe they don't have enough money in their personal checking account and so they think oh i'll just use the business credit card instead a, a lot of it is just really can be avoided some of it comes from people not really understanding that this is can make things messy and they just mm -hmm. they've just sort of done it out of habit so it's just a habit to break if, if that is your habit what is the next item the next item builds on the last one, which is you got to treat your business like a business. So as I was mentioning about bookkeeping, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that don't even look at their books. They're afraid to look at their books. Maybe they try to do their own books and they don't really know what they're doing. And there are a lot of soft, great software uh, applications out there that make it easier to do your books, but really it's best if you let a professional who knows what they're doing do your mm -hmm. books. And I see so many mistakes made from business owners that are trying to do their own books. And then they have the wrong, they, they don't have the right information when they're trying to make decisions. So especially if there's some sort of cash flow, if you're not, if there's a cash flow issue, if you're not keeping up your books and actually recon reconciling the books every month to your bank, bank accounts, then you really don't know what's going on in your business. And you can't really make good decisions about things because you've got terrible numbers. Mm -hmm. So really treat your business like a business. Don't commingle, keep the books. Uh, and then, like I said, with the credit cards, yeah, don't, don't mix those up. What are the things you look for when assessing a CPA? Because, you know, many of our listeners are, you know, small businesses, they may react in their community and they may, you know, know someone from the Chamber of Commerce or something like that, but that may not be the best person for their type of business. I would say one would be having someone that you can have a relationship with that goes is an ongoing relationship throughout the year. So a lot of times people, they, because business owners, like I said, I work with creatives, they kind of get that icky feeling about their money and their finances and their eyes glaze over when they look at a P&L and they they're just like, ah, oh, I'll just look at my bank account and just mm -hmm. see if I've got enough bank, if my, I have enough money in my bank account. Well, right. that doesn't give you the true picture of what your cash flow is because you could have 50K in your bank one day and then after you do run payroll, you have nothing left. So right. looking at that doesn't really give it to you. So having a CPA that's more, maybe more involved throughout the year, so maybe they have a bookkeeping service within their within their firm or they are in touch with your bookkeeper. So they have mm -hmm. an ongoing relationship throughout the year and that they can have a, a flow of questions and answers throughout the year if something comes up. And then also have a CPA that you can talk to and ask questions so many times, uh, you know, me included, this can happen where we get caught in our jargon, our CPA jargon and <laughs> the, the, you know, it, a lot of business owners don't even know what a balance sheet or a profit and loss really is. And so right. a lot of times we'll get in this thing where we're like talking about receivables and payables and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And mm -hmm. the person that's running the business really has no uh, understanding of these things and are afraid to ask questions. So really taking that shame away from them, 
all the questions and having someone that you can really talk to and really understand. Because a lot of people, they tell me when they come to me, they're like, yeah, the last person I worked with, we'd walk out of the meeting not understanding anything that they just said. So really having someone that can, uh, that you can really talk to. We can't be broke. We still have checks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's a serious matter though, you know, mm -hmm. and really understand your cash flow is, is key. If you, if you run your books on a monthly basis and you, um, then you're able to actually look at your cash, but a lot of people, they don't measure things. And so that's another thing that's on my list is to really have set goals that you can measure each month. So you should really be looking at these key indicators every month. So right. not only is it net income, but maybe you have people on payroll and perhaps your business can't, you're not getting enough income to support all that payroll. So maybe you have to cut back on payroll. If you're not looking sure. at these things then you wouldn't really know, or you think, oh, I'm so super busy, I need to hire more people. But what happens is they don't have the income to support that. And then they over hire and they can't afford it. And payroll, as people know, is like one of the highest expenses that you could possibly have in your business. What I've heard when I talk to people who are in the creative fields who start a business is they're like, I got into this business to be a photographer or to run a studio or to make prints, not to do all that icky business stuff. In addition to a CPA, like should they be looking at like a, a business partner or some what other kind of help can they find? Yeah, so a lot of people work with coaches and I'm a business coach as well. I think it's great to have somebody that can hold you accountable and be a separate set of eyes on this. So looking mm -hmm. at it from a different lens and giving you feedback that, you know, when you're in the weeds, you, you don't really see what's going on in your business. You need right. some, sometimes you need a different perspective. So working with a business coach, maybe being in masterminds with other business owners that are probably in a similar field to you, this, this is a great way of getting input from different people. So a mastermind, for people that may not know is it, it can come in different shapes and flavors, but a business mastermind with people in your same industry could be like maybe 10 people, five people that they can meet on a zoom call. They can meet in person and you talk about different issues that you have in your business and mm -hmm. you kind of spitball ideas and you can brainstorm with each other on ways that you can change it. Or maybe they're like, Oh, well I did this in my business and it really worked. And you're like, I never thought of that. So masterminds are, are a great way to kind of give you a different set of eyes. And I would also say you would need, have a good financial advisor. So besides having a CPA, you should be putting money away for retirement and a good financial advisor can help you do that. So that's definitely somebody that you want in your back pocket looking at, looking out for you as well. Now, but that's more on the personal side, not for the business side, right? Well, for the business, you, you may, depending on the formation of your business, you may be able to have some sort of retirement fund mm -hmm. through the business. But also if you're a business owner, if you're a single member, LLC, solopreneur, your business you still want to have some sort of retirement fund. So you could have a solo 401k and that's something that the financial advisor can help you get set up for your business. So mm -hmm. you definitely want to be working with them as well. Some CPAs might uh, offer both, but it depends on their licensing, if they're licensed to do that or not. So you mentioned measuring. What yes. is the metric that is most overlooked by small business people? Well, it really depends on your business, but I would say the one that would be overarching for everybody is net income. It seems mm -hmm. so simple, but net income for the folks that aren't really sure about what net income is, 
it's all of your gross income, your sales, and then minus out all of your expenses. And what's happening is people, they don't pay attention to that. They think, oh, my money, my the money's flowing into my business. And if you are a solopreneur, that net income is where your income is gonna come from. Unless you're maybe filing as an S corp where you're gonna get W2 wages. If you're just a solopreneur, you wanna make sure that you have profit in your business so that you have money left over for yourself. So right. some people uh, do use like the profit first method so that they make sure that they get enough money out of their business to be able to pay themselves first. And that's another thing that's on my list is making sure that you're paying yourself because you might be actually paying all kinds of people with uh, wages through payroll and not leaving enough money for yourself. And that's crazy. Right. If you're in business, that's very your... typical actually in, in the photo industry. Yeah. So you want to make sure that measuring will help you be able to see if you're going to have enough money for yourself. And really, if you're not making money in your business, then something needs to change. And yeah, I understand if you are just starting out and you're 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 investing a lot of money back into the business, but if you are not making money in your business, this is turns it into a almost like a hobby. And mm -hmm. you probably went into business to earn money, not not just to have a hobby. Yeah, there are some people whose passions turn into businesses, but that doesn't mean they're not businesses anymore. Just because you enjoy what you're doing and you're passionate about it doesn't, it, there's still the rules of business still apply. Exactly. And, and I think there's people who think they're the exception to that. Oh, really? Yeah, that they just, you know, their passion for the business is going to override, you know, they'll just be super successful and the money will roll in and all will take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, you see that a lot in like with folks who are like uh, solopreneur, like wedding photographers, or, you know, they're going to do such wonderful work that everyone will want them. And like I said, they won't have maybe we won't have accounting software or insurance on their cameras and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, another thing to look out for are your different revenue streams. So if you are a photographer, maybe maybe going out to shoots, like if you have to travel somewhere far away, you really have to look to see how profitable was that job. So many right. like video, I work with a lot of videographers and then they'll price out a job and then they end up spending way more time in the editing process than they anticipated. And now sure. their margins have gotten less and less because now they're maybe outsourcing this editing and they didn't work it into the price. So really, like after you do a job like that, go back and measure and look to see how profitable was this business really. Track your hours. If you, I know tracking hours is like something everybody hates to do, but really track your hours, track your employee hours and see how, how um, profitable was that business. And maybe you need to bring in a different revenue stream that is more profitable. So maybe it's fun to go take pictures, but maybe you're making more money out of selling the the photos afterwards okay well then you need to take the pictures but see yeah. where you, where you can spend more right. effort in your business that will be more profitable taxes are another challenge for a lot of businesses because it's, it's one of the things you have no control over <laughs> what is a good strategy to 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 deal with taxes one thing i'll say about taxes is please set aside enough money for taxes. It shouldn't be something that come April 15th that you're scrambling to pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. So really understand what your quarterly um, estimated tax amount should be and send that money in. Also have a good understanding of not only what the, what the feds want from you, but understand what your state and maybe your local, uh, could be your county, could be your city, mm -hmm. what those taxes are because 
I live in Portland, Oregon, and we have trimet. We have a, a transportation tax, and we also have a local city tax and a county tax. And a lot of people get into business; they have no idea that those taxes even exist until they go to have their taxes done. And I'm like, uh, surprise, surprise! You have to pay this, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And so understanding not only the the federal part, the state, maybe you have to deal with sales tax as well. That's another part. But you had mentioned we have no control over tax. There are ways that we can control it, and it's making good decisions throughout the year that will have an impact on your tax. So it could be maybe the way that your your business is set up. If you're able to have uh, be taxed as an S corp, there are benefits with that. Um, there might be things that you can work around where you, may, you could have your kids work in your business. There's different ways that you can impact your business where you can actually pay less tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Lose money is one way. Yep. Yeah. That's another way. But again, that's, people. That's not the ideal solution. However. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, people will be like, oh, I'm, I don't owe any taxes here because I didn't make any money. Well, yeah, but that's a bad thing. You want to, you want to make money in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're looking at, um, in many cases, maybe selling the business or passing on, you know, I mean, it's gonna, I think it's very difficult to pass on a business that's not showing growth and profits. Exactly. And that's part of that whole planning part is, is this a business that you're doing as it's a passion, it's a lifestyle type business, or is this something that you want to sell later on? And mm-hmm. if you want to sell it later on, you're going to approach things a you're going to approach things differently and have a different, you should have a goal as far as when this is that you're going to sell it and back into how you're going to get, get to that goal. It could be right. five years from now, 10 years from now. It could be, you know, maybe you want to give it to your kids or wh- whatever it right. is. So what's next on the list? Next on the list. Well, I think we've, I think we've hit everything that was on my list in some way or form, but I want to also mention that, this overarching thing that with these problems is deals with your money mindset. And if you, your money mindset is a certain way, then you probably are going to have problems with all of these things in a different shape or form. So money mindset could be that for me, I'm, I'm cheap. I don't like to, I don't like to pay people for things that I can do myself. And it ends up me being, uh, more involved in my business than I should be with little things. So that affects me. So I've now changed. I've I've changed. I'm I'm changing my money mindset, and now I've been hiring someone to help me with certain activities. So those types of things can hold you back. Maybe it will make you so you're not a risk taker. Maybe it's that you won't actually uh, make more profit in your business. I've worked with people that felt like they weren't worthy, and then they would not get they would not make the money from their business that they should. They were pricing way, way too low and they weren't making money in their business. So it can affect all kinds of things in your business. And so I've been working with people uh, as a money coach to help them kind of break through those those things to so that they can actually make better changes in their business. You know, it's funny you said that because I've, I've encountered a lot of folks over the years who are in photo business and they almost come into fall into different buckets, right? Some of the buckets are, like you said, I'm more frugal. I'm going to do everything. And they tend to, they know everything and can do everything, but they're also burnout and stressed. And then there's the folks who are like, well, you got to spend money to make money. And then those are the folks who have no cash flow, basically. So 
<laughs> There's a lot of different personalities in businesses. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It takes, a, it, and especially, you know, with creatives, uh, they have a tendency to do things that are uh, more based on like a gut feeling rather than right. uh, hard data. And they, they might be really enjoying things in their business and just really not looking at the numbers and really, unfortunately, you need to look at the numbers. And if that's something that makes your skin crawl, then work with a bookkeeper or a tax accountant that can help you look at that stuff, make sense of it. And so you can actually make better decisions in your business because everything in your business comes down to the finances. Every single decision you make is going to affect that. Even though they may not have gotten into the business with that intention, they just have to accept that reality. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, it's really funny how fi the finance side of things is sort of the, the nerdy geeky part of it. And everybody loves marketing. Like that's the sexy thing that people want to pay attention to. Oh, exactly. And marketing can get you, can get you someplace. But again, that's another thing to track in your business because you could be spending tons of money on marketing and it's not really giving you the ROI that it should. So right. everything in your business should be measured and looked at and tested out and, uh, and, and doing your, keeping your books, all that stuff is going to help you do that. And it, it seems like such a simple thing to say, make sure that your bookkeeping is up to date, but it's just something that I see over and over again that people just, they, they don't, they don't keep their books up to date. Well, if they, if they wanted to do that, they'd be a CPA and possibly a <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> yeah. So hire a bookkeeper, you know, make sure you have that. Where can people uh, reach out to you for more information? So I have a podcast. It's called Get the Balance Right Podcast. You can find me on, on all the socials as well. You can look up my name, Heather Zeitzwolf. I'm at Instagram. I'm at Zeitzwolf. And I think you probably have links in the show notes for how to spell my name. And I have an ongoing workshop that's going on. It's if you go to get the balance right podcast forward slash workshop, you can sign up for the next one. So I hope to see everybody. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, thank you, Heather. Great to meet you. And uh, best wishes out there in Portland, Oregon. Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www thedeadpixelssociety.com.